0: What are these things?
1: They will help you find your talent, little one.
0: But how will I know which one is. You'll know.
2: And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that puts the plus in Disney Plus. It's Talking the Mickey. My name's Ian.
3: My name's Ellie. I'm Georgia.
2: And I'm Ethan. And we are gathered here today to talk about something a little bit original, I think. We're going to talk about the 2008, I want to say, mm-hmm. animated uh, sort of premiere of the at-home micro-franchise called Tinkerbell. But before we get started on that, I just got to ask, our last episode was on Mary Poppins. Does anybody have anything from Mary Poppins still rattling around in their head? Any song that's been stuck in their All in their skull? Really? All of them?
0: Yeah, on repeat
2: I can't get ho- a Jolly Holiday out of my head I'll be honest mm-hmm. with that one <laughs> It really is It really. Granted, I'm editing the podcast and listening to all the points again But, uh, yeah, Jolly Holiday is definitely stuck in my skull
0: They just kind of filter through my brain Like yeah, I wake yeah. up with one in my head and go to sleep with a different one in my head So
2: There you go Alright, so Tinkerbell was brought to us by you, Georgia So this is the part where you have to Again, we actually did it last time But briefly justify, if you will Why did you make us watch Tinkerbell?
0: Because because it has a lot of history in the Disney Animation Company. Um, I think it's quite a good little film for certain age groups. Um, It's unknown to a lot of people, and it's very much the beginning of Disney going, ah, we've not put out a new princess film for a while. Hang on a second. I need to make some money. What should we do? I know, we'll start a new franchise up. us that sounds great. We'll make seven films out of it and milk it till it's dry. Who have we got we can do that with? Tinkerbell hasn't spoken in a film yet. Hey. That's basically what they did.
2: Do you know what? I never thought the whole time I'm watching the film, it never once struck me that Tinkerbell speaks in this film. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't in the in like in like Peter Pan. It never hit me. Anybody, no, anybody, anybody first else? anybody anim- else?
3: Animated production of Tinkerbell as she talks.
2: Right, but I'm just wondering, did anybody else like put the two, two together on that? Because I didn't.
3: I haven't watched Peter Pan for a really long time. To the extent that I'm not 100 percent sure that I've even seen it. Um, <laughs> so I think I think I have. But like,
2: like any Peter Pan ever? Like Hook.
3: I've seen like Return to Neverland or something. Definitely, but I think the actual original Peter Pan, if I have seen it, I must okay. have been really young.
2: Ethan, did you pick up on this? Because I didn't.
1: I didn't, but this—it's. I think it might be because I watched this film that like the night it premiered on the Disney Channel. So I was kind of used to a talking Tinkerbell. I wasn't used to the fact that uh, it th- who who voiced her because that oh. that kind of threw me through a loop.
2: Let's hang on to that because I don't yeah. know this yet. I think I'm the only person yeah. who doesn't no, I know this. It's
3: not Tinkerbell that. Oh, I'm okay, interesting. About who voiced it? So, so. let's co-
2: let's come to that when we when we introduce ourselves to the characters, shall we? Um, context mm-hmm. corner i actually asked george if she'd go ahead and touch base on because because i haven't seen this film i thought it would be easy to hand this over to someone else because then i can sort of go oh without getting spoilers like you have to do sometimes when you go into the into the context so uh, Georgia, why don't you go ahead and, st- and uh, give us some some background on tinkerbell which let's be honest though you've got a bit of an affinity towards the character of tinkerbell do you not
0: Uh, Not necessarily Tinkerbell, but the story of Peter Pan, yes Yeah, no, I have had a love for Peter Pan for a long time One of my first big roles in an amateur dramatic show was Wendy I then went on to play Tinkerbell a couple of years later So I've done um, quite a few roles within Peter Pan And it is something that sits quite close to my heart And
2: yet, rather than do Peter Pan, you chose Tinkerbell
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because I felt like we had been doing quite a lot of old classics And I wanted to do one with a bit more of a modern Twist to
2: it. Well, that you got. So go ahead and give us the <laughs> give us the, uh, the the context of the modern twist of Peter Pan in the form of Tinker Bell.
0: Uh, okay, so this film was originally planned to release in two thousand and seven in the autumn. Um, however, it didn't actually go on to release until quite a lot later in two thousand and eight for several different reasons. Um, mostly that during it, the um, it was produced by Disney Toons rather than by um, the anim- other animation companies. Um, The head of that, Sharon Morrill, actually got fired during the production of this film
2: I love how you refer to it as like, it happened in 2007, they didn't get released until all the way later in 2008 When we've talked about like Mary Poppins and some of these movies being stuck in development hell for like 20 years (laughs) But
0: it wasn't wasn't in development hell, it was about to be released in 2007 Uh, and it then got scrapped
2: Oh so it was like what they would say in, in the can, like it was ready to go Yes. Oh, okay. Please, please. That's, that's, that's a different story. That's interesting. Please, please continue.
0: Yes. So she was Sharon Morrow was the head of Disney Toons' direct-to-DVD division, um, and she'd been there since two, uh, 1994, and was then fired over the production of Tinkerbell in 2007, um, because they'd expanded to a budget that met almost $50 million. Um, I don't know what the original budget was, but they'd kept going and going and going up and up and up
1: it was not a $50 million film. So
2: is that $50 million on this film or on The Division?
0: On this film.
2: For a film that's not going to be released in theaters?
3: Yep. Yeah, that me that what, was why she was fired. Remind me what the budget was for Treasure Planet.
2: Well, Treasure Planet was like $120 million or something like that, but that was going to theaters. Now, the only yeah. thing I can think of is that when they authorize this, they've got the entire franchise in mind. And yeah. so you're front loading a lot of that fifty million on the computer animation that then you can reuse the models once they're created in all the subsequent films, which might be why it seems that they flogged the hell out of this over the next half of a <laughs> decade from the sound. Oh, it of is it.
0: absolutely is why it was because they lost so much money in the production of it because it was almost ready to go and then it got scrapped. There were twelve different complete rewrites of the script before it went out. Along with about 12, I believe, different artistic directors for the film by the time it was actually came out.
2: I might argue you can see evidence of that, but.
0: You, oh, you absolutely can. Let me get to this next one. Okay, point. excellent. 2006, we know that uh, Disney by Pixar, with John Lasseter and Ed Cat- Catmull being a massive part of that um, bringing in from Pixar into Disney. Okay. So they weren't actually. Go on.
2: So help me out. So John, because I don't know this. So John Lasseter, was he originally with Pixar?
0: Pixar yeah he's oh, in charge of all of the Toy Story because
2: games. you see him now and he's Kind of yeah. in place for like the grand Pixar thing but I don't know if he was a Disney Guy who was brought in or if he's Pixar no, he was very much Pixar to okay.
0: begin with. He's, His name is all over Toy Story Essentially so Excellent. that's what his, his big Role was anyway they were brought in um, And Disney Toons actually wasn't under Their management but the film was So bad um, That Lester actually reportedly said it was Virtually unwatchable That it got put into a special department, special projects department, and they took over it to make it what it is um, today to get it out as soon as possible in an actually watchable state.
2: So what's really interesting is that we talked about Treasure Planet, Ethan, when you brought it up a couple of weeks ago. And we said how it was so, so bad. Well, not so bad, but it lost so much money that it pretty much scrapped all the sequel plans they had for it. Whereas we've got Tinkerbell, which lost so much money that we almost had to, like, triple down on our investment to make sure you recoup the money you've put into it. See,
0: the thing is, this one didn't actually lose money once it got out. Once it got out, it, was, it did quite well. It was the previous money that was the issue. And also the fact that it is the issue surrounding this film, which means we no longer get straight to DVD sequels. Like they, Disney don't do them anymore, and it is because of this film. It is this film's problems that caused us not to get those anymore.
1: It did one good thing. <laughs>
0: it did one good thing.
2: I don't know. I mean, it's just weird about being in the ever seat now because I'm going to ask you some questions and I'm sort of, I don't know if you have the answers to it to it or not. But, I can try. Yeah, the question is, I mean, there's a reason why films are released in cinemas and that's because cinemas are the, it's part of a a process by which you can maximize the financial uh, return and the idea that 50 million dollars could be recouped on the back of um of dvd sales rentals alone seems staggering now no th- it
0: did it did happen they made um on the first day it was released to dvd and um, six hundred and sixty eight thousand copies were sold that's on its first day um which is about 22 percent more than they had okay, estimated so, it would so if you put 20 bucks um, on a
2: dvd it's about 12 million
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, DVD sales brought in fifty-two million two hundred and one thousand eight hundred eighty-two dollars in revenue.
2: Okay. So keep in mind, there's a lot of people along the way who have to get paid. Like Walmart has to get their cut, and so and so has to get their cut, and who print the DVDs and yada yada yada. But it's not the staggering loss that makes. So let's say they take half the. Let's say half the money comes back to the Disney Corporation. Okay. So let's say they make twenty-six million out of that. Yeah, actually. so they didn't
0: do too badly, actually, in the long term.
2: And what what, what I think I, I will bring up once we get into this proper is the merchandising brand they've been able to create with this Tinkerbell thing because um, I did see the merchandise in the, in the shops and kind of went, what's yeah. with the Tinkerbell thing all of a sudden? And realized they, they yeah. must have reimagined the character somehow.
0: Yeah, they also did a lot of um, marketing and to the point that they did a lot on the Disney Channel. The fairies all had their own little openings on Disney Channel. There were um, a lot of shorts put up on Disney XD. So I think there was about five or six different little ones that were put up online. Um, And they actually decorated a Boeing 737 um, and renamed it the Tinkerbell One, on which flight attendants wore fairy wings and did quizzes and gave out um, awards to people who did well.
2: You have to know there's some guy named like Ryan Whose first gig this is It was like I'm not wearing Absolutely. the
0: Absolutely, yeah <laughs> They also went on to make a video game of this as well And like we've said, six um, other sequels okay. So it did well enough that they were able to build a franchise out of yeah. it Basically oh, yeah. It actually has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes Yeah, I, was, I was surprised Which, to
2: see that Yeah, you mentioned, yeah. That. you mentioned that when you introduced it So when I was editing the, the podcast I went, did she really say 90%?
0: I did. And you know what?
2: I didn't believe you after watching so I went and checked it. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me.
0: No, I mean, it's only based on a handful of reviews, but for what it is, which is a young children's film, in that capacity, it's very good. That is interesting. Um, It also also let them build a massive merchandising franchise. Yeah. out of it where you see the Disney princess franchise and then they made Disney Fairies out of this right at the beginning of the film. They show you this new Disney fairies logo. Yeah, I have it my um, notes. And that got printed onto so many things and sold thousands of items of merchandise which I think is probably where they made the most of their money back on this
2: film. Yeah, and it's really interesting because Star Wars, May the 4th is coming up, but when Disney bought Star Wars, they said that for every dollar they will make at the box office, they will make $10 in merchandise. And that was the genius See, they're gonna make the money back on the first film, and it's not so much the film as all the merch they can sell. And whenever, wow. whenever the new film comes out, all the old merch becomes or all the old stuff becomes relevant again, and then it finds sales as well. So it really is kind of that's, and it's what they call vertical integration in the sense that they own the TV channel that can promote it. They own the shops that can merchandise it. Even if it's not Disney shops, you can go buy it in your Walmarts, in your Targets, in your Tescos, in in whatever, and you'll get your merchandising money that way too. So they've got it figured out. I mean the film is – a cynic could argue the film is nothing more than a $50 million advertisement by which you can market the stuff –
0: I mean, pretty much, yeah. I mean, they made a lot of money on the parks when this happened as well. The parks in Florida and in California, I believe, both got um, big overhaul attractions. So they weren't rides or experiences, but they were meet and greets. Um, So one of them had a massive teapot, Tinkerbell's land built so you could go and meet her and Terrence and sometimes the other fairies there. Epcot did during their... um, I think it was during their spring flower show or something, would have all of the fairies there to do all these different interactions and this kind of thing, which led them to massive peaks in people going to the parks again because they were new characters to meet. And it was a for a long time. It was the first time you could meet Tinkerbell um, because she hadn't spoken before. So they couldn't put her out as a meet and greet character because she doesn't speak so once they did this, they were able to do that, which meant a lot of people were then going to visit her because Tinkerbell and Peter Pan have been a huge influence on Disney for a long time. And now suddenly a new character is able to, you're able to meet and interact with them. So um, they got a lot out of this film.
2: Okay. Anything else?
0: Um, don't know. Don't think so. I'll, if I think of anything, I will let you know.
2: So let's jump on in. So you mentioned the Disney Fairies division. So I don't need to go over it again, but I did. I did make make, make note of that, and yeah. it feels like this is a brand or a film aimed at an even younger generation than a traditional Disney film.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. This is like early years. This is three, four, five, six. You yeah, and that-, say that
3: So my first note is that the narrator's voice is really annoying, and it's like a proper toddler storybook kind <laughs> of voice, and it it just sounds like you know you're listening. I mean none of us have our own kids but George has got a history in the, in the child care well not that we're aware of uh, George has got a history in the child care profession and I'm sure it sounded very familiar to you but to me it's oh, absolutely. like an, it's like an alien voice <laughs>
0: coming out it is It is definitely it's the voice of someone who thinks you have to interact with small children as if they're stupid yeah. ar- um, ar-
2: <laughs> around this time I, I knew someone who ran a, a, a child's daycare And we saw – there was a lot of Tinkerbell merchandise and that sort of stuff that came through. So I kind of figured out – I went, okay, I remember who the target demographic for this is. Um, I don't know about anybody else but I found the opening score of a theme of the film to be very Harry Potter – it very, is there are
0: elements of Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and of the in there as well. Some of the little musical okay. things, yeah. throughout the film are very much in the like Colors of the Wind category, which makes sense because
3: it is a nature. That makes kind sense. Of but thing, I was in my
2: brain going Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. I went No, it's Warner Brothers. Doesn't line up.
3: <laughs> I have got another comparison to Pocahontas to make later on. Okay,
2: that's what we call that's what we call Hook, ladies and gentlemen. not Captain Hook, as you might expect, in uh, the there team. we go. Although
0: uh, he does appear in the late later in the franchise. Oh, does he? Because so so, I was going to ask about other times we watch the rest of them.
2: Okay, I'm going to try <laughs> I'm very, good. I'm going to try very hard not to swear. It's going to be very difficult in this one because I've got some things here. <laughs> uh, and the narration explains where fairies come from. And basically the story is, let me make sure I got this right, that when a child laughs for the first time, a fairy is created. Yeah. So my question is, is the fairy, I've got a lot of questions about, about the rules of the fairy world. Go for so, it, because
0: okay. I'm quite familiar with the origin work as is well, the fairy, so we should be able to put this together.
2: Does the fairy world become overpopulated then as the human world becomes overpopulated? Yes.
0: Okay. So every time a baby is born and it giggles for the first time a new fairy is born so they match one and one
2: right next question are they at a war with the crew from monsters inc (laughs) (laughs) because they want to scare children (laughs) it's not until later on when they realize laughs are more powerful that you can probably get a two-for-one deal but my the question was that
1: and then what it's not like when a when a child is scared a monster is born
2: it, or maybe maybe it that's is. it. Yeah. Is
0: that how Monsters Inc. works? Has anyone asked that question no one, before? I don't
2: think we know where monsters come from. No, I don't think that question's been asked. Next question: What happens mm-hmm. if a baby laughs in an area without blooms? So let's See, say if, is, if, there, if there's like a yeah, baby oh. in like the Arctic, born to like so it's like an Inuit family, or if you're in the desert, what happens then?
0: I guess if it that was very... a in the Arctic, it would be a snowflake. In the desert, it would be some sand. There's it's something, something that gets. I don't know if you guys noticed,
2: but there wasn't a whole lot of ethnic diversity in the uh, in the fairies that I was seeing.
3: There was uh, no. they're not a little bit.
0: Having,
2: <laughs> one, having one black fairy does not count That's as point, ethnic she diversity. And
0: sorry, there's an Asian fairy oh, as sorry, well. There's one. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. So that would be fairy token and fairy token two.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. And Fat Fairy Token 3. Don't,
2: don't Oh, my like goodness. Uh, I don't know if you paid attention to the end credits, but there's something to talk about there, which I went, oh, if this is aimed at young, young, young children, I have an issue with something that happens there. Remarkably so, okay. in fact. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, mm-hmm. I've got written here. I'm very curious, George, because it's kind of your your gimmick. I've got written down the mm-hmm. animation in this is so poor. See? Oh, Yeah, I
0: like it for the style of what
2: it (sighs) is. This is is that bad. Um, It
0: is no. See, I didn't like the animation in Treasure Planet because it merged too many things. This is simplistic 3D animation, which I can appreciate for its own type of thing. Because I mean, if they were over budget and trying to save, then this is what would happen to it.
2: I'm going to argue, and Ethan, I'm curious to get your your viewpoint on this the computer animation in 1995's toy story is better than the animation 2008's tinkerbell
1: i what i wrote down it it has the same it has the same energy as this is going to be a really strange cut it has the same energy as Barbie and the Swan Princess.
0: It is the same sort of animation style as that. Yeah. Whoa. No, I would agree with is, that.
2: Is, are those two separate titles or is that one thing together?
1: It's, the, as, it's as one, one
0: movie.
2: Shut up. There's a film out there called Barbie and the Swan Princess. Oh,
1: there's yep. so there's Why are so we not reviewing
2: many, that? that? All, that have the Please same don't body. put ideas in people's. Oh, my thing. word. That sounds great. I um, mean,
0: you've seen Tinkerbell now. Just replace that with Barbie. And that's about it. I'm okay.
2: like a
3: thing. sneezing
1: unicorn.
2: I've got, yeah. speaking of unusual things, I've got some more questions here about about Go the rules it. of fairy life. So fairies are born almost a teenager and with the ability to stand. Yes. Okay. Um, then I have, we meet the queen of the fairies. I forget what her name is.
0: Who doesn't have any legs. Queen oh, no, she Clarion. Not?
2: Queen Clarion, great.
1: Queen
2: I have here the dialogue. I'm going to substitute a word. The dialogue is crap. <laughs> <laughs> because Queen Clarion says this is the royal person. Oh, I am so glad! And then she goes, "I hope you found your way all right."
1: It's it's just lovely. It's just being nice. No, so it's, it's just being I, mean, I hope you found your way. all right. When she was a daffodil, she did bonk onto something. So a like, bell. Might... It
0: was a bell. I hope you all picked that up. Tinkerbell, uh, as a little seedling, hits a bell on her way through, which I quite liked. I thought I that was, was incredibly. 30% incredibly obvious but like just a little detail that was sweet and actually the animation style going back to it i think where they went wrong with it is what they put too many details into some things and not enough into others so things like her seed dress when she's a little seedling at the beginning is incredibly animated like all of those little individual things are by themselves and that kind of thing and the leaves and things are all very well animated but other things like their skin And their ability to move are not very well animated at all.
2: I got some more questions here.
0: Go for it.
2: Okay, so then Queen Clarion is that her name? That's her name. Back home, Clarion. Clarion is a popular brand of. This is quite funny. Clarion is a popular brand of uh, anti-allergy medication.
0: (laughs) Which (laughs) is funny because they're all nature. They're all nature,
2: and they bring spring (laughs) to life. So Clarion's really funny.
0: I really hope that was done on purpose. I really
2: hope so. So Queen Clarion uh, shows, oh, let's get your wings sorted out. And the wings expand. Everyone goes, ooh. And I'm not like the animation of wings these wings. Before. And it's the exact same as every other character's <laughs> wings. This is not a big moment. No,
0: it's a big moment for the fairy. Is it? For the it? individual fairy. The individual yeah, so it's the fa- reaction kind of everybody, of, everybody
2: else. But the, but the But the reaction felt... Organic and not like, ooh, we need to make this big for her, but like they're actually in wonder of this moment. Well, maybe they are because they're reminded. And Tinkerbell was the only new girl over the history of this film. Mm -hmm. No one else comes who's new.
3: Yeah, but we don't follow them in the same place for the rest of the film, do we? I think
0: their perception of the mainland and where fairies come from and this particular Pixie Hollow and Neverland. I think that only covers London. I think it must only cover London, because if not, this, the rest of it doesn't make any sense.
2: Even if I give you that, even if I give you that, yes, no other babies laughed in London in the not whole building up
0: time, no. the whole
2: build up this
0: spring. Not for
3: that, no, this is not like for Mary Poppins
2: time. London with like 12 people who live in it.
3: But we're not in it is. core part of Pixie Hollow for the whole film, are we? Because we move on to Tinker's whatever it's called.
2: Right. I'm, I'm going to come to that, because there's something in that I, I do want to touch on. But a few more questions first.
1: A okay. load of other fairies were born that also had existential crises. Absolutely, and caused devastation as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. Who had the same sort of concern for others as Tinkerbell did? Um, <laughs> is the dress part of her DNA? I have written down because she's born with a dress on, and then we find out no, it's not part of her DNA.
0: <laughs> I like the way that she comes through as like is born like that because it, they could have easily made her like birthed her as it were in her like traditional look as we know her to look like throughout like the green dress and a bun and the green shoes but they didn't they have her come in through a different a different way looking quite different which i appreciated it's because Um, they're all dressed
3: uh, in like their own kind of elements or flowers and things isn't it so because she's come from a dandelion seed she is she's got that kind of look to her dress so it's like the dandelion seed has become a part of her yeah you
0: know, when she was magicked into a human or into a fairy the dress magicked itself the, the seed magicked itself into a dress to cover her
3: modesty about the only time in the film it was covered and we're going to talk about that the topic, yeah well, so do i cuz i
2: did research on this yeah um and then oh, and then she's told and then she's told um basically sit here we're going to surround you by talents so you can find out what your talent is <laughs> And if this, I mean, talk about the Harry Potter this thing. If this so isn't a bloody sorting hat uh, activity, yeah. I don't know what, it's like half sorting hat from Harry Potter and half like, anybody ever see like Divergent? If I say Divergent, do you know yeah. what that is? Yeah. I was going to yeah, say yeah. B-movie. No, diverge, in Divergent, you're born into one of four groups and, the, and you don't know what it is to hit like mature, uh, yeah, puberty. to hit puberty or maturity and then it determines which of these four types you are. And it's, it's very much like another sorting hat kind of activity. And then she asks Queen Clarion, how will I know what my talent is? Now, first off, how the bleep does she know what a talent is? How does she know what She's any of these with things some are?
3: Knowledge. Not okay. some knowledge. So She's born, born, of born with an encyclopedia of instinct. knowledge. Sorry, the previous, the previous line is: "They'll help you find your talents, little one." She yeah. knows because it's expositional. She's oh. just been told <laughs> they are talents. I, mean,
2: I can get over like knowing the English language. I mean, hang on, like we had a whole thing about learning the English language before in this podcast, but I can deal with the fact she knows English, but talents. Like, who knows what a talent is or what the obvious talents are? And she's told, and hang on for a second, she's told, How will I know? Oh, don't worry, you'll know.
0: And that's I mean, it is made quite obvious, isn't it? I'm gonna
2: like, bleep the this, and I'm okay with this. Glow. Because that is bullshit <laughs> that she will know. <laughs> It is absolute yes. bullshit. I'm going to put a beep because... But
3: it's not her knowing, it's it, the thing exactly, coming to her.
2: Exactly, exactly. You'll know. No, you won't know. You'll know because the thing glows and comes into your hand. That's the most correct answer. How you know? Don't worry. It picks Sorry, you. did you
3: want to make the exposition even more expositional yes. by writing that in as well? Sorting
2: hat.
0: I literally have Thor's hammer, but it's a fairy written down, oh,
2: so... got my <laughs> joke. Oh. Stop. Going,
1: going back to the B-movie, it's sort of the set... The, it's the, this, this is the B-movie. She's given a job she doesn't want, so she leaves the hive and causes chaos. Yes. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> so, well, spoilers hear-
3: for the rest of this podcast. If anyone hasn't actually taken the time to watch all seventy minutes of Tinkerbell.
2: So it's this Yoglo, epic. So okay, let's, let's, let's let's zoom back. Tink has the hammer and is going to rule Asgard. And, <laughs> <laughs> as Thor shouts out, "I knew it!" And that's my one Avengers reference per podcast. <laughs> um. The writing in this is so lazy,
3: so so bad. Because
2: they go, oh, it glowed even more than it did for—is it Vidia? Yeah, it glowed yeah. even more than for Vidia and Vidia, who I've got written down in my notes, is Captain Pantsuit does not like that the hammer is glowing <laughs> <laughs> because Sorry. that that girl who was glowering earlier it turns out she had the hammer, uh, her item, not glow quite as much as Tinkerbell mm. did. You want to say something, sorry?
3: Um, oh, yeah, just that it's not enough that she's, she's already scowled and that she's got really dark hair and looks really yep. moody that they have to then put the exposition in as well. And then my next note is just swearing, so I won't read that one
2: out. Okay. So then um, then we find out that Tinkerbell's going to have two friends, two sidekicks. I thought one of them might be a romantic lead at first. I was wrong.
3: <laughs> really? I was
2: wrong. I've now called them Tinker Timon and Tinker Pumba. <laughs>
0: Bobbles and something. Bobbles and crank or something.
2: Which one's which? Like, the Plank. fat guy is Tinker Pumba. <laughs> the annoying guy no, no, is Tinker Tamon. I know. Oh, which okay.
0: Bobbles <laughs> is the one with <laughs> two, the
2: like
3: bobbles on his eyes. How did we
0: f- as glasses?
2: How did we feel and about? this?
0: is the fat one.
3: I found it odd that. They they kind of well, I suppose they weren't the only men male fairies in the film, but it I just was looking seems for like this, at yeah. at the time. Like when they appeared, I was like, Oh, there are men too, because they just sort of, you know, snuck through the middle of all of these female fairies and it was like, Ta da, token yeah. men. Um but, but yeah, then there I, are a few more. But, so but yeah. loser but loser yeah, boys. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean? Like
3: Yeah, they were just they were really, really losery though, weren't they? Like they didn't really have they didn't it was like kind George of and save
1: Lenny
2: the day if they had or, wings. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I there mean, wasn't any point. supposed to do though. It adds to the story, doesn't it? I mean, if they're really cool people,
3: then Tinkerbell's not going to want to stop being That's a true. Tinker. That's true. Tink it?
2: does yeah. have to feel that she's with the loser group.
3: I didn't yeah, feel like normally when the loser group is portrayed in films, they have this kind of story arc that makes them the hero or they turn out to have this big yeah, life changing moment and they become something else at the end of the film. But these guys were just losers for They're, the whole oh, thing. They were and losers?
2: They, they just were glamorous. Well,
3: well OK. Well, you, you were the one that used the word losers. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever they were, I didn't really warm to them particularly through the film. Like They were OK, but I didn't love them.
2: Well, my issue is that they are the only losers. Because the ever tinkers we met seemed okay.
0: Yeah, they just are the losers. That, but like they're the. I think they're probably the best tinkers other than Tinkerbell. I think that's the issue, and then they're like pushed forwards as the best ones, so they have to do the greeting as well as being losers.
2: What I think, and it might be a criticism of the animation in general, was that the whenever they do those wide shots where they were showing other characters, they looked like normal. People for lack of a better word, but they looked like you know they they weren't as losery. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. like this was a group full of losers. But the the, the thing gets crossed quite clearly because they fly Tink back because she can fly instantly, which is all sort of this. I can live with it, I guess. Fine.
0: Animals, animals can walk instantly. Some of well, them. Well, can they? So... Because
2: we're gonna find out about that. Well, maybe not walk, but fly. <laughs> anyway, as we get back to it, they fly her back, and she looks over. And uh, they get the, the, over the, I've got my notes here. Tinker Timon and Tinker Pumbaa are getting on my nerves. And as they arrive, it looks like Tink is really impressed by a picture of Middle Earth, but not so big <laughs> about living in in the Shire,
3: mm-hmm.
2: because she looks out in this. Couple of hills looks really nice, and she goes, like, "Wow, we live here." She's like, "Oh yeah, no, not there." And they point down to the ground, there, and they I'm actively like,
3: move her head down to yeah. the ground. Don't they? What really got me about this, bit was her reaction to the you know this lovely lake or river scene, whatever it was, when they said we live here? She was like, "Oh wow!" But they've just flown over all of these beautiful landscapes, yeah. which have actually been made to look more exciting than that that one because they've got the fairies flying around and doing all sorts of exciting stuff. So why would you have had such exciting reaction to the? And if you're because that's who it. she is. She's a tinker. She belongs with the tinker. And if you're
2: no, but if you're Tinkerbell, you can fly. So you want to get that cool image again? Just fly up there. <laughs>
3: yeah. but don't get eaten but by she a She but that's not where she's but lived. Her, her
2: house is on the side of a tree. It's actually really quite nice. Like you and work, she, you work she on she the ground.
3: The
2: house. Her yeah. house is lovely. yeah, so um. How does she know what a house is? This is your house. She goes, oh, my house. <laughs> I'm like, how do you just know just what these just things ingrained. are? Oh. She just knows
0: it. There's like a dictionary of like an, an encyclopedia that fairies are born with. that they I just have. the best in their way place. to
1: say this, there is, there is a field of flowers which will eventually be fairies. One person goes to that field of flowers and just reads exposition through them. <laughs> so those flowers, much like photosynthesis, know what that Ooh,
2: is. I like it. How did Tinker Tamon and Tinker Pumba Tinker fairies How did Tinker Tamon and Tinker Pumba know she was going to be born
3: They said we were hoping that the new one would be some would be one of us Cuz on our way there
2: half of like a bunch of fairies get like woken up like 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 it's an alarm clock like oh my god she's someone's coming by But it seems like half of them had like prior advance notice so I want to know
0: Yeah I do have the note I guess all the fairies have spare houses ready in case they get a new fairy like It did
3: seem a bit strange. Do
2: they know when babies are going to laugh?
3: Well, I'm guessing it happens every so often. We later find out that
0: Vidya is in charge of the wind and helps bring the new fairies to Pixie Hollow. So perhaps when she left, there must be some sort of alarm system that lets her know that she needs to start bringing the new fairy here. So I guess there's some sort of like pre-warning. I don't know.
2: It just seems weird who shows up and who doesn't. That's all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, Tinker Timone points out that we got you some dresses. We didn't know what size you were going to be, which is, felt a little bit um, yep. problematic in 2020. Um, and they leave Tinker alone. And Tink- we find out she's going to make it work. And um, she gives herself a makeover. I didn't, rec- I didn't recognize her in the next scene, not because of the fashion choice, because of her hair was back in the... I should have known. It's mm-hmm. the classic Tinkerbell hair- haircut. But oh my God, this dress is short.
3: It's so, so bad. No. So I had a massive issue when we reviewed Pocahontas. For yep. those of our regular listeners, hello, the two of you. Hello, um, both of you. They might remember my, my rant on Pocahontas because I thought that her dress was completely inappropriate for swimming around and jumping on, around the rivers and the trees and stuff. Well, this girl has to fly over people's heads and her dress is that short. And oh my gosh, when she sits down later on, I'm thinking any actual dress that, that length would just ride right up.
0: See, I had this note in here. I have a note that says um, Tinkerbell is dressed a little bit promiscuously for being a Tinker. The rest have either a lot longer skirts or trousers underneath, which was the case. And then about five or six notes later, I've got, oh, hang on. She's in a little play suit. It's teeny shorts. Because there was a shot when she's fixing the music box later on. You can see her crotch, as it were, and the outfit does up underneath as if she's got like a leotard on actually she did have a little tiny playsuit type thing going on or like scort type okay situation the
2: i did not notice either Ethan. <laughs> uh, but say what, what, what i what, what i what i did notice which was this yeah uh okay they have her a scort later that's fine how many shots were shot when she's revealed to be in this dress? The camera, if you will, is placed on the ground looking up at her.
0: Oh, it's very much a couple of shots for the dads that are watching oh. with their three-year-olds. And, like, and they
2: linger on her legs as they come up her body uh-huh. and from a low Absolutely. angle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is just really creepy. And I know that they
1: did the same thing in the Peter Pan. If I, not I was going to say,
2: I know they've got to be faithful to the well, I guess you've got to be faithful to the original character yes, design as is presented and that's mm-hmm. the thing the question is do you change it and then go well why does it why does it shift or do you just present it and uh, look uh, Ethan, uh, Ethan and I are the wrong two people to be making too many judgments about this statement in the grand scheme of things but um, I'm going to say I noticed and went that's really really interesting uh, as far as decisions that were made to do or not to do Um I had an issue with with the. I don't have an issue with how short her skirt, whatever the deal. I have an issue with the low angle because that's almost like they're trying to look up her dress and that was problematic.
0: I think a lot of the issues come from when it was made, who it was made by, um, which would have been a team of um, animators that haven't had any luck and probably were mostly men um, and were working off of previous character art and that kind of thing and work where tinkerbell has always been highly Um, over-sexualized like so much so um i think they're also probably animating for the dads again that are watching this um i think they're probably also animating to to a certain degree fit her character i mean she always has been a flirty aggressive like very a very promiscuous character. That is who she is in previous incarnations. It's only now that we're making a film for children, like young, young children, that she's getting a different
3: side to her.
2: Pr- pr- promiscuous is a bit of a strong term because we can't actually prove she actually has sex. Which you'd well, have no, to do She's to dressed use
3: that. promiscuously. She's dressed provocatively. It's a much, it's a much milder okay. term than the one that I've used in my notes. Okay, I can tell you that.
2: So. Um, I don't, for the dads, I mean, I don't know how many dads are going, hey, come see this. We got, oh, let's go (laughs) see Tinkerbell. I think
0: it's just a bit of a, like, so if they're sat watching it with their young children, which you have to when you're a parent, they're kind of going, huh, okay.
2: But I did read an article about the sexual politics. The hard part for me about the, it's for the dads, is that Tinkerbell still presented as a young teenager. She's not a young woman. You know what I mean? Like, how old would you, if if Tinkerbell is a human being, how old do you rate Tinkerbell? Is she fifteen? Is she fifteen? I
3: mean, she's working, so she's at least. I I'd put her eighteen.
2: No, he I
3: would. Because when she comes down and she's like in that initial little seed dress, she looks very kind of young and naive. But then as soon as you put her in that, she looks a lot older. <laughs> I suppose it's yeah. a bit like reality, really. You get girls mm. that wear lots of makeup and dress provocatively, and then they suddenly look a lot older than they are. Um, but she is. She's also very um, busty as well. She's got oh, a she? lot. Of, she's not... got a lot of curves. Yeah, oh, okay. so she um, can't be that young.
1: I, I, it's a dump truck. I
2: I I did some research on the sexual politics of Peter Pan, and I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's I haven't seen it in forever, but next time I watch it, I'll be, I'll be watching for this yeah. because it very much is. Um, you've got Peter, who's left to. I don't get too much of, a, of an aside, but it's important. I think we're talking about the character of, of, of Tinker Bell,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: he's left to choose between um, Tinkerbell Bell. And oh, who's the girl from the Aboriginal tribe?
3: Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily
2: who are very uh, sexualized, who mm-hmm. are very provocative, who are very sexually forward and jealous. As well,
3: Wendy in her Victorian night And then you have (laughs) Wendy,
2: who is boring, who's, you could argue, slightly less attractive, but is the safe one. They felt this was the duality of the male dilemma. Do you have the girl who you want to sleep with, or do you have the girl who you want to marry? So Tinkerbell entirely represents sort of the wild oats you sell, you sow, sorry. And then Wendy is the woman who you marry.
3: So are you saying that the original Peter Pan is basically our first version of Snock Marry, Avoid? essentially yeah
2: avoid <laughs> that's not very avoid it's a very pg version of the game i've heard but yes i think so <laughs>
0: wed bed behead.
2: Wed bed behead. <laughs> okay i've got something about fire trucks and killing but anyway yeah <laughs> um so if we can move move back to this thing interesting actually this might not be a bad point to go uh, someone mentioned uh tinkerbell and who plays tinkerbell
1: oh mm-hmm. yeah that'd be so, i don't know i, I did
2: Okay, who, who who plays Tinkerbell, buddy?
1: Oh, uh, I'm, going you know, to butcher her name because I can't remember. The only reason I know her is uh, if you've ever watched uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. It was it was an old um, uh, Nickelodeon uh, like anime. Type I'm, familiar,
2: thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. What? Oh, uh, you would have seen Arrested uh, Development.
2: Oh, I've seen Arrested Development.
1: Yeah. Egg. Egg.
2: Shut yeah. up.
1: Yep. And Beal, she plays in a- Egg yep. Girl. She plays Egg Girl in Rest of Egg Girl I'm is also in Scott Pilgrim versus the
2: world. May Whitman, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. she's she great.
1: In, uh, and, Last Airbender. and she's
2: Tinkerbell. Yep. She,
0: that is the voice of Tinkerbell. Wait, yep. you say she was in Last Jedi? No, Last Airbender. Oh, Last Airbender, Airbender.
2: sorry. I was going to okay. say, that would be quite wild. But no, she's that, and she is in uh, Scott Pilgrim, which is actually a very yeah. good film. Um, so that's okay. Okay. Um, there was a nice. If we can get back to the film, there was a nice touch of um, the flower dew as lenses for Mick, not Mick, Tinker. Tim Moan's glasses, bubbles. Yeah, Bobbles, Yeah, cute. I like. Those. She's so attractive. His eyeglasses fall out. They get more dew. I'm like, okay, it's cute. Um, and then is it? Well, I think is it's cute. It's not as, it's a it's it's not as right. bad as Donald. It's a visual joke. It's not as bad
3: as Donald Duck and. Three
2: Caballeros. No. And so Tink uh, has learned how to lie somehow because the guys are trying to cover the fact they had enough two wheels and she goes, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." oh, they were saying they wanted to, I should come with them. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, the careful point is if you're going to have Tink as a role model or, yeah, I guess a role model, a a character who is supposed to appeal to a very young demographic, is having her first lesson be here's how to lie really the greatest thing to start with?
0: See, I have a massive issue with the with Tinkerbell being a young children's, like, hero or whatever. Because she, that she is not. She is not a nice person. If you go back through... or Fairy, sorry. If you go back through any of her past history, she is jealous. Yes. She dies when she doesn't get enough attention. Yes. She is vengeful. She is spiteful. She is all of these things. And yet we're pushing her forwards as this... Um, young children's hero, and you kind of go, there is a certain amount of, yeah, you've got to stick to the source material, but don't make this character that is known for lying, being jealous, being all of those things, a young children's um protagonist if you're not going to divert from the source material. Like it there's ifs and buts to it. Like if you're gonna recreate the character of Tinkerbell, which they have to a certain degree doing this then recreate her enough that she doesn't get jealous and lies and is vengeful and all yeah. of these things. Because as nice as it was for me, a big fan of the Peter Pan universe, to see little bits of her character come through during this film, they are not good lessons for small children, and that is obviously what this film is aimed at. So you kind of go, where's the line here?
2: And you pitch this as an origin story. They, they are somewhat somewhat true to that origin story about certain mannerisms, if nothing else. Yeah. But I did struggle with the idea of is Tinkerbell a likable character? And I would say she's not.
0: No. She's not supposed to be. That's, that's what? the thing. Wait, so and I have so a you, film with a protagonist this, I'm not no, supposed to this, root for. No, in this she is. But in um, is not, she? that canon, in the original books and things she's the enemy to wendy she's not a nice person she to kill wendy at one point didn't yes she, yeah. tries, she joins up with hook to kill wendy right but it is and there's a, there's
2: a fair of amount thing. of retconning for the sake of establishing a franchise happening here but you said yeah. you said in this she's a likable character i don't think she is
0: um i think she's likable to the sense that she overcomes something that she was struggling with um and that is about it it's very thin. I think don't they've given wrong, an
3: unlikable thin. character a likable character arc.
2: <sighs> it's very yeah, kind of you to call it, it an arc. Ethan, <laughs> what's your take on this whole thing?
1: I'm going to be honest, I don't remember much of this film. It's Tinkerbell so so likable, buddy.
2: That's all I'm asking here.
1: I I, I, I thought she's unlikable. Okay. I di- I, there isn't really any character that I actually like.
2: So... Um, So wherever they're going, I didn't remember or wasn't paying attention where they were going. It was really hard for me to sort of follow, because everything was so much exposition. But they're going somewhere. For what reason? Because spring is coming, was the answer to everything. Yeah. So Tink goes there. They run into some, what was it, thistles? The rushing thistles?
0: Yeah, something thistles, aren't they? Which I really liked that they were thistles. Because have have you ever walked on a thistle or, like, brushed up against a thistle when you're walking somewhere? Yeah. That shit hurts. It hurts, yeah. The fact that they're thistles,
3: I enjoyed.
2: So Tinkerbell meets a group of new people here because they come in from the thistles and they knock everything over, as was Tinkerbell's want, I suppose. And um, she meets a whole bunch of, I've said, Tink meets a new group of fairy friends with clear branding in mind. Yep. because they each have their own color and their hair is all slightly different color and we do have uh, a very white group with one black girl involved in it so we can avoid claims that we're just doing white characters only mm-hmm. look like there is a singular black character right over there and that kind of was it
0: and one that's Asian
2: was, was is, is, one of the, is one of the friends Asian? yes
0: yeah, silver mist the one in blue the water fairy I didn't notice that she is was she supposed Asian? to be
1: Asian <laughs> Oh, is that Lucy Liu's character? It is Lucy Liu's character. Really? Yeah.
2: I'll tell you what. I'll say this. If she's Asian, she's very westernized.
0: Oh, she yeah. is. No, the lady who plays her is from, I believe, has Chinese origin um, but has lived well, most of her life. If in, it's Lucy yeah. Liu, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: but, I mean, yeah. like, visually, she's very westernized because yeah. I didn't pick up on no, it. No,
3: I didn't at all. See, I did. But I again, thought she could have been, like, um,
2: Hawaiian, but not, like... You know, East Asian. I
3: just thought she was white with dark hair.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, and so clear branding in mind, though. Yeah.
3: The bit that really yeah. annoyed me about this bit was the kind of language they were using. So the animal fairy um, said, said, we're fuzzies. And it's uh. again, just like the narrator at the start, like, like Georgia was saying, the, this idea that you have to speak to um, young children like they're not human. Um, I can't remember what, what wording you used earlier on, but it was—it was just like really, we're like we're in the middle of the film now. Like we're not addressing the audience anymore. This is, you know, ridiculous. And then Tinkerbell says flitterific. It's like that's not even a word. What I've is got, it?
2: I've got, I've got, have gl- got glitterific.
0: I think it was flitterific. Oh, was yeah. it?
2: Either way, yeah. I've got whatever it is can bleep <laughs> right off.
3: Yeah. Neither <laughs> of them <are> worse.
2: <laughs> Did not like it.
3: Um, but um, yeah, so we then get to the the uh, the other fairies and um, the which one was it? I think it was the flower fairy and um, is voiced by Kristen Chenoweth.
2: What like th- the villain?
3: No. Oh, the, fl- the just pink one, the Southern, southern Bell. Oh, she! Was. I've got have got I've got the Southern, I've got one, southern yeah. Bell in my nose. So she was started very talking, good. and I was like. Oh, she's got like a really southern accent. That sounds really familiar, actually. Okay. In fact, it sounds like Kristen Chenoweth, but it can't be because no star as big as Kristen would, would do, a, do the Tinkerbell film. And I looked it up and it is. And I was it's like, excellent. oh my God. So I instantly loved that fairy going forward.
0: Okay. Iridessa, also just while we we're on cast, Iridessa, the token black fairy, is played by raven Simone.
2: Oh, that's so Raven. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh, yeah. I, before I forget, the, the, the queen fairy. I Clarion. Yeah, Clarion. Uh, the the, by... the
2: anti-histamine fairy, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: played by... Oh, God, not Gomez, Morticia Adams.
2: Who played Morticia Adams? I don't know.
0: Angelica Houston. Oh, shut Thank up!
2: Um, okay, but I've got this. When Tink's with her new group of friends... I don't know if you noticed, Tink still has the shortest skirt amongst the bunch. Yep.
3: Yeah, she has got to be. She's got
2: to yeah. be sexy little fairy. And I'm like, no, she's not. She has the shortest skirt. This is... Oh, it's just, feel, it, I don't, know, it's just, I'm a guy. It, it just felt wrong. I was like, why do you have to sexualize someone who, I don't care if she's got a job. I feel she is presented as a um early teenager. That's just, it's just what I feel. I'd be very interested to see when they when they sort of came up with the character art, what were they looking for.
3: But you're going to say she's presented like she's got another job?
2: Nope, she's not going to say that. <laughs> Tinker
3: by day.
2: Bell by Bell night. by night, yeah. <laughs> Uh, And then so Tink runs into Vidya and uh, Tink has this brag out of nowhere, I'm going to go to the mainland. And I've got, why? Is this just a brag or is she misunderstood? I don't understand what the sudden sudden zeal to go to the mainland was and how it would be like this great, I'm going of like it was some sort of win. Like, how does she know the rules of this or what happens? That's a very good that point. Well, this is the one time she doesn't, which is a problem when you make everything else something that she can just assume and figure out when she actually <sighs> makes a misunderstanding. We go, I don't know what she's supposed to know, because apparently it's all up for grabs. Um while she's and, arguing with video as well, she yeah. gets
3: Yeah. She gets really defensive about um like the role that Tinkers play and you know how important they are and how dare yeah. you speak about it's like that it's like lady you've been there less than a day like yeah. you
2: don't even know what tinkers do so yet tink starts bragging about how important her job is and she's totally all in on this and she gets yeah. one bit of criticism from one other fairy and it like rocks her worldview
0: to see this is as a peter pan fan i really appreciate about her character because that is spot on yeah. to the original character like one bit of like someone tells her something she's dead on the floor because she's like i need attention and that is incredibly accurate but the fact that it's in a kid's film
2: i hear you but this is the whole premise for the entire plot of this film (laughs) hangs on this one idea (laughs) that i'm not good enough now because i'm a tinker because one all my other friends think it's great i'm a tinker but no this one girl didn't like me and therefore i gotta fix it <laughs> and as she's doing that bit that we all do, where you have an argument and you're practicing your sort of comeback lines as you sort of, you know, fly home, who hasn't been there? You're flying with your wings. And, but then she sees something, I'll sh-
0: show her. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then she sees something shiny. And uh, she goes ahead and finds him and starts rooting through the crap. And I say, and this is where I go, am I supposed to like Tink? Cause I don't. And then Tinkerbell's like, oh. These are all like lost things and unusual things. I'm like, you are a day old. You don't know what lost things or found things or any of this stuff is. It's all new to you. Everything is unusual. You haven't experienced anything before. A burp. Can you I mean, imagine her first bowel movement? How surprising that must have been.
0: To be fair, to be fair, one, we don't see them eat. Do they poop? We don't know. Two, if you're in a very very natural world that is just sticks and leaves and nature and then you suddenly saw something made out of metal that would catch your eyes something different you wouldn't know they were lost things no but they would catch your eyes being not from around here
2: in a world where you can believe that like someone like gathers the rainbow
0: the little scrap
2: corner
3: yeah
0: i suppose it's that's nature yeah. Shiny
3: metal perhaps isn't quite so eye-catching when you've got beautiful glistening rivers and rainbows and like, you know, sprinkles coming out of people's arse and maybe, maybe <laughs> that's you how they poop.
1: can definitely take a deuce. They would have not made her look like that and not have been able to give her the ability to deuce. Yes.
2: Like, like a two-second flight from my house is like this f- stream of fairy dust that makes me fly. But hey! It was like a rusty piece of metal over that was like it's, it's some sort of a piece of hardware from somewhere else <laughs> so anyway um i've got the she I gets was just
0: ba- looking sorry no go ahead um, i was just looking also who voices um fawn the flower fairy and it is america ferrera oh ugly betty is Fetano's ugly betty yeah which what? absolutely just blew my mind I thought that Which was fairy great. was that? I didn't realize that it, was her. It, Is
2: this fairy Hispanic?
0: She's got darker skin than the others. She's the one who wears um, the yellowy orange.
2: Yeah, I don't Hang know. Hang on, let me find it. You find a picture and put it up. Well, While it's going on, um, Tinkerbell starts going, oh, these are from the mainland? Once the fairy Mary tells her that. And uh, I'm wondering, is Tinkerbell aerial at this point? Because it's very much, I want to be where the people are. <laughs> um, debatably, yes, but it's very debatable. Sorry for those people listening. I mean, George just told him a picture of whatever the character's name was again. Fawn. Fawn, Play, played by America Ferreira. And you you could convince me it's a Hispanic character. You could also convince me it's, it's a white character with some sort of a tan.
0: I was going to say, compared to the skin tone of both Tinkerbell and Chenoweth's character, it is darker. Yes, but it's not not massively so.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um. So then, all of a sudden, we find out that the Queen's coming the next day. What was it called? It was the Queen's checkup or something like that.
3: Queen's review. Review. The
2: Queen's review. review, That was it. To review how things are going in time for the spring.
3: Tinkerbell
0: asking what it was, and I was going it's in the name like the queen's gonna well, no. review stuff no because
2: i thought <laughs> it, it was i well. thought it was review r-e-v-u-e like it was some sort of a show um. so that's what i thought it was i thought it was gonna be a chance to show a different type of talent because that's kind of how it was going wasn't it
0: probably See, that would have film. been a lot better story and yeah. the 24 rewrites that this went through could have benefited from you <laughs>
2: yeah um as do most of the films we look at um <laughs> There's a hard-working montage that is hard work to watch. Um, <laughs> how does Tink have any of these skills? Well, it's just, you know, she's just a she great tinker. Okay, that's fine. the whole
3: That's the whole premise.
2: It's ridiculous. Well, because you want to know why? No, she doesn't have the skills. Because uh, what was this going on? I've got Mel Gibson called, and he wants his Braveheart score back. Because it's all, like, super <laughs> Irish-Scottish kind of, you know, lilting melodies on, like, pipes and, and things of that nature. And then we have Queen Clarion shows up. And for someone as nice as Queen Clarion is, why is everybody so nervous of her?
0: Maybe she's snapped before.
2: Maybe she has. (laughs) Maybe she has. Maybe that's
0: why she's not got legs anymore. She
2: killed a fairy. (laughs) So then Tink brings out her failed inventions. And after each one the music stops to remind us this is a bad invention wah wah uh, the first one was a acorn crusher if it doesn't work it's
3: supposed to make the food smaller for the baby chipmunks wasn't and it? she
2: knocks a chipmunk <laughs> in the head with it, and it starts to cry oh <laughs> bless the squirrel God, I love squirrel counts here on oh, talking to Mickey I thought it was a
3: chipmunk because it was supposed chipmunk. to be for the chipmunks
2: so it hurt no, the ones that were supposed it's a to help
3: squirrel because it, it's a red squirrel did you see its
0: tail it no. was a squirrel oh fair
2: enough okay fair enough next up she spoke about, uh, like, it was kind of the, the um, 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 uh, prototype for her, her painting machine that would later come out. And it doesn't work again. And I'm like, did she not try these before she went out? Yeah. Like, I think
0: she did, but, like, it's pressure, isn't it? Nah, like, she's going, boo. oh, it works really well. No, because
2: she, <laughs> she didn't, like, grab a friend and go, look, it works, it works. And later she fixes <laughs> it with something she didn't have at that moment. So, no, I think it doesn't work. Um. <laughs> And then and the music stops just in order to to sort of remind us. And I've got Tink was supposed to be a prodigy at what again? Shouldn't she be like Harry Pottering everything in the sense of like? Shouldn't she be like unnaturally skilled at everything? Because this hammer blew up so shiny. Everyone, oh wow! This must mean she's she's even more than Vidya. And then she went to the village and nobody remembers this.
0: She's. I think what we take from this film is she's not a traditional tinker she's a fixer of lost things so she works best with things from the mainland whereas all of the other tinkers work best with all the natural things that's what we take from this film is that tinkerbell is a little different she's a special little snowflake if you will
2: i'm glad you took something from this film because i was at a loss i was a lost thing in this film if you will that's pretty good actually um the accents in this film do my head in where are they from uh, Tinker, Tinker Timon and Tinker Pumba are from Scotland and some part of northern England respectively. But Southern Bell is from Southern Bell land. Yeah, what's up?
0: See, I'd argue that it's from where they're like first giggled from, like where their baby is. But then if we go back into it's only London, then yeah. we completely lose that. So, no. maybe they're immigrants to London. No, we've this got, is we've got someone from- This <laughs> is about
2: we are branding this to a global English speaking audience to make sure that everybody's got something they can relate to. The American South, you got one. It's Kristen Effenschenoweth. What else you want? Oh, we got Lucy Liu. We got America Ferrara. We've got Egg. For all those crazy Russian development fans out there, We we've got you covered um so then i mean
0: that is essentially what this film is isn't it it is just trying to reach too many people and not doing a good job at reaching anyone then it's Fairy monster girls.
1: high or fairy brats
2: yeah then i've got why is tinker a bleep because she's gonna change her talent she goes to sleep and goes, i know what the answer is i'm not gonna be a tinker anymore <laughs> and i mean i'm not sure did anybody the idea about tinker bell i mean does it feel a bit forced that she had to be a tinker a yeah, scale we a bit... don't see her use in the Peter Pan universe we're familiar with mm,
3: that's
0: true i mean other than her um like buildings that you see so her like little house in different bits and pieces uh, she often lives in an upside down teapot that's like decorated with bits and pieces uh, um other than that
2: no it's just a fairy thing you could say like ethan like i haven't seen it but it's my i'm sure you have it's my understanding that like this is like when they say han solo's name derives from the fact that he's by himself so they call him han solo is 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 that is that more or less correct
1: (laughs) yeah and thank you for reminding
2: me of that so it's just this idea like sometimes names don't have to be explained we talked yeah. the other day. What was what were we talking about when we went? It's it's the name, and because it's the name, it's what it is, and you don't think about what what the name was. I forget what it may have been. Oh, it was Moulin Rouge, and we talked about how how their names. Um, and, yeah. yeah,
1: Moulin
2: Rouge. It was oh, our on our other podcast. Best film ever. Please, go, if you're somehow listening to this and not best film ever, that's an interesting conversation to have. But <laughs> best film ever. Check that out, Moulin Rouge. Very successful as far as our podcast went. It's one of the better ones we've done. I think. And, but we talk about the importance of names. Like, do we have to know why Tinkerbell's called Tinkerbell? Well, That's not to be her name. Why did we have to explain it and write a whole movie I mean, about it? And there's one movie, fair, a franchise know, of movies um, about it.
0: It's just for a little bit of con- more context, Cornet from the origins of this film. Her origin is right. Baby uh, Fairies are said to be born from, the, from a baby's first laugh. That is true. That is written in the original Peter Pan. Um, the fact that she sounds like a bell. Um, when she talks, is from the original, which is why her name is Tinkerbell in the first place. That is accurate. Correct Um, me, because
2: in the stage show, she'd just be represented by a beam of light, and there would be a bell wherever she would go, and that's how they did it. It wasn't until they became Peter Pan, the the actual Disney film, where they actually went ahead and characterized her. But I believe in the stage show, which was the original, she was just a flash of light.
0: She is, yeah, in the original plays, she is a beam of light shot around the stage, and when she talks to Peter, yeah. it is a it's jingle a of a bell. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, she has already, she was a character then. She was known to get jealous and that kind of thing, even yeah. in that stage. Um, but no, she is first seen as a being, as it were, a fairy. She is first seen quite late on. I don't think Disney are the first to do it as a figure, um, but obviously that is the most iconic representation of Tinkerbell that you will ever see. Okay,
2: I'm going to try and get through our uh, our failed lessons here, pretty scroll through them. So, we have a series of lessons where Tinks decides she's going to be anything else but a tinker because one person insulted her. So, the first one is that she's going to be a water fairy, and that gets into a do drop slash don't drop. Um,
1: which I appreciated.
2: it, yeah, but Tink, I like a good pun. Tink can't put a Dewdrop on a spiderweb, and we have a series of her attempting and failing, and she grabs one and chucks it at it, and it bounces off the web, uh, and gathers all the other water in the process, which I'm fine. It's cartoon logic. I can get my head around that. But then the water flies and lands on all the other fairies who are cheering her on, and yet when we camera cuts to them, they're just knocked out, but they're not wet. Why? Because you really can't computer animate wet. So they're just sort of knocked out with like...
0: There's just the occasional water droplet on the leash. Around
2: them, yeah. yeah. But they're yeah. Not, like <laughs> like their hair's the not wet, their clothes are wet. They're just knocked they over. have figured
0: out how to do that yet. Not right yet, until no, we no, get no. Frozen about five years later and Anna falls into the lake. Then they get to that, but we haven't got that far yet.
2: And in order to sort of make up for this, we, we cut. I do appreciate the fact that we cut between these scenes. And so we go to Tinker Timon and Tinker Pumba and they have to have some rhyming humor because they can't hear because they're too busy working. And so, what was it? It was about, like, you. St- where's Tink? Oh, I mean, where? Yeah. what do you think? Do you want a drink?
0: Do you want a drink? You do stink. I stink. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that was lame. And we find out that Fairy Mary, some more rhyme and humor. Uh, it, oh, I'm so, look, Tinkerbell obviously did all her work. And of course it's not. It's the work they finished. And the work that they've now had to do for covering for her. And Tinkerbell's really, I mean, she is really selfish. I get that. But if this is your origin story, this is our introduction to Tink. Like, does she have to be selfish from minute one?
0: Yeah, she's 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 it's, pardon my language. She's a sh- character,
2: yeah,
0: and not one that should have had a children's franchise based around. Yeah. But is it, it this whole thing is Disney going? We've not put out a Disney uh, princess film now for a good few years. Like, when is the last one before this? What's What's before two thousand oh, and eight, and before Tang, and after like before Tangled? Because I can't think. A
2: princess one. Yeah, I'm looking, it, I'm looking oh, it up now. Mulan. Look it up, but my money's on Mulan. Uh, then we get to fairy lesson number two. I didn't catch your name, but I like the black fairy. Porne,
0: no, Iridesa.
2: Iridesa? she. Iridesa-ish, the light fairy. Yes, she is uh, funny. Uh, she's also the one who goes on. I don't like the. I don't think we should be doing this. I don't like this. I'm like she would be excellent at, at, at hosting a podcast. She'd be excellent at cinema So um, yeah,
3: so it was it was 1998. Mulan was the last hey! like, official Disney princess. Since then, you've got 1999, Jane in Tarzan, and you've got. Um, lilo in lilo and stitch oh, geez, but they're no. the only other like kind of female lead characters of any kind until So, but yeah well so in the get... classics list anyway so let's come then back you get
0: tinkerbell because they need a yeah. income boost and a merchandise boost and then you get princess of the frog which yeah. flops and then they switch to the 3d animation so
2: so much like uh tinkerbell let's try to follow the light here so yeah. um she her job is she's capturing is it she's She's taking the last light and giving it to uh,
3: fireflies. 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 I loved this bit. Fireflies. I thought they were so cute when they get their little glow bulb. And so
2: basically, the light is like a dog treat, and they all come like searching for it, so you can distribute it. She can't do that, and then the light all disappears, and it becomes a physical object that bounces off other leaves, that bounces off other things. But then when it hits her backside, it stays there.
3: It reacts to bottoms.
2: It reacts to bottoms and bottoms only. So it says. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the instructions were cover your tushy, I believe.
3: What if she'd worn a longer dress? It would have done, wouldn't it?
2: Yes. So uh, Tink then offends her friends who are Tinkers when they ask her about being a Tinker. She says, I want to be a stupid Tinker because she continues to let the one singular insult she's ever received from a character that nobody else seems to like. Like, it's not like anybody likes Vidia. She's hanging out by yeah. herself all the time. She's like, that one that no one likes? Like, Tinkerbell's popular. Tinkerbell's got nice friends. She's got a sweet house. I don't see where this is coming from.
0: But The jealousy trait. like and, This is like Sims. like She's got jealousy traits, yeah. like all three <laughs> of her traits.
2: And then I think we're through this. And her friend's like, no, you have to be. She goes, oh, okay, you guys are good friends, yeah. But then she goes back to do fairy lessons. And I thought, I- aren't we done with this? It's like the worst of the sword and the stone. It's like, you know, let's watch her fail at everything. And uh, she's going to learn about how to do bird lessons. And the last bird knows how bad Tink is going to be at this when she goes up to her. It's like, and the, the cool part was we got like a point of view shot from the bird's perspective, which I actually did. Oh, was I, I, was I, I did really like this a little bit. And the bird is so terrified of flying. His leg was shaking. I'm calling this bird Ian. So, um <laughs> Ian knows how bad Tink's going to be at this And his leg starts to shake And then Ian begins to rebuild his eggshell Which I thought was hilarious To be fair I thought it was hilarious the first time it happened It happens like four times in this segment The bird keeps coming back to that Which was a shame because it was legitimately funny I'm asking myself why is he the only bird Who's got a bird shell left An eggshell left (laughs)
0: There was shell... He's obviously smaller and a lot oh, He's got shell pieces, but it's all the his rest of the, birds. the rest of the birds all had full feathers And that kind of thing He's oh, obviously Sean. only just hatched
2: Come on
0: No, no, no Look back at... Back. You won't look back at that scene Because you hate no. the film But <laughs> if you looked back at that scene You would see that the rest of the birds That form uh, helps to fly Are a lot bigger and a lot more... Have a lot fuller plumage Anyway
2: Tink decides she's going to help him fly By showing him how to do it And then calls over a hawk Which you shouldn't do Because hawks are dangerous However... Tink somehow figures this out halfway through. This bird, who I've called the bird over, the bird is coming over. But halfway through, because the movie needs me to be, I'm going to be scared of this bird that I was calling over two seconds before.
3: Yeah, but if you saw a hawk from a distance and then saw it up close, you'd probably be suddenly scared as is well. Is this
2: another one of the things that Tink? She didn't know when it was in the sky; it was a hawk. When it was halfway through, then she knows it's a hawk. It's not that she knows
3: well, it's she a can hawk; see it. it's that it's got a massive, like, pointy, curly beak thing and big sharp sizes like. It's not. I so. mean, well, actually, like it is because she's fairy. tiny. Wait until we, so. we go finding
2: Nemo one day. How about Bruce the shark? I mean, God bless him.
0: I love Bruce <laughs> yeah. the shark. Can we do finding Nemo soon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually life and death stakes with this thing. There's actually life and death stakes. So uh the hawk is scared off by the acorns and the berries being thrown at him. And I'm thinking, dude, if you open your mouth, delicious breakfast.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, like none of these things are weapons. <laughs> it's like,
0: like granola on a sushi yes. bar, but instead of going round a conveyor belt, they're flinging
3: it in. your Thank
2: mouth. you for the light <laughs> fruit and grain uh, starter. I will now have my my Fairies. you know my my fairy and bird platter. Now, thank you very much. That
3: sushi you mentioned.
2: Yes, so I've got Vidya is. This is really funny. I've got Vidia is a bad voice actress. <laughs> and who played Vidya? Do you know?
3: Let me.
0: Uh, yeah, let me find it. I did have it up a second. Ago. I didn't think
2: video was very good, and I said video was a bad voice actress, and that's for this film because I didn't think the voice actor was particularly good by anybody, despite the no. big names we've named. Anyway, I mean,
0: I think I definitely think Chenoweth is the best voice actress, but that's because it's Chenoweth and she's got such a great voice anyway. Know, right? Under, um,
2: underused. Mm-hmm. underused it's like she had half an hour to spare so I mean go in there and film these eight lines yeah. you're done
3: I think it might have yeah. been because she she was doing much bigger stuff at the time surely. like she's
2: bigger than this role is
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely
2: and so much of it I wondered if they were worried about the, the runtime time because I got some points on that so um, Tink freaks out and then all her friends are there to comfort her I'm like, do these people... Like, apparently spring is really coming soon and, like, if you're not there doing your Tinker job, someone's checking up on you. But all of Tink's friends have all the time in the world to, like, shirk their duties and hang out with her.
0: They've already done their stuff.
2: It's oh, is that um, it? all right
0: video is played by Pamela Adlin.
2: Don't know who that is, so there we go. Pamela Adlin, if you're listening to the podcast, I am sorry, I do not think you were very good in this.
0: Um. <laughs> Apparently she said voiceovers saved her career. She was a successful child actress and had struggled to find parts in her twenties. There we go.
2: Good on I hope Viddy is a bigger part and does better later on, but yeah, I wasn't that happy with it this one. Um Tink finds more junk and makes a music box. Uh, the topper for the music box is the only thing with a shorter skirt than Tinkerbell has.
0: That's well, because it's a tutu.
2: Yeah, well. Uh Tink can't deal with how people are applauding her. Because she wants to be where the people are. <laughs> See that music box? See it? Singing, dancing. Um, And then we have some, she gets mad, and we have the genesis of a few of the famous Tinkerbell mannerisms. She turns away. She folds her arms. She looks over her, her shoulder. And I did appreciate, I felt like at least an organic way of getting this part in. I didn't appreciate Tink. I still don't like Tink. But I appreciated the fact that I went, well, this is the character I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. Even the Southern Bell won't teach her anymore. She's, she goes, "Tink, you still kind of worried about doing this? I kind of thought we were over this." And I'm like, "Wow, yeah. Kristen Chenoweth <laughs> speaks for the audience."
0: I do. I do love Chenoweth in this. Like, it's not a good. It's not a good film, but yeah. there are some good moments, and Chenoweth is a win in anything she does.
2: So here's my question: Tink can fly. Tink wants to go to the mainland. Why can't Tink just fly to the mainland?
0: I guess it's something to do with getting extra pixie dust, because there seems to be some sort of gap over that. Like she needs extra dust. Or is it about know. going
2: with the group? It's about being included? Is that what it is?
0: Maybe yeah.
2: rising above. Also, whilst your... we're
0: talking, whilst we're talking about pixie dust, can we just appreciate Terrence for a second? Terrence, the pixie dust fairy, who yeah, just yeah, go ahead. chucks glitter at him.
2: Ter- Terrence, with less lines than Shanniwith, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I really like Terrence. Um, Terrence, I think, it, probably because he has a bigger bigger character arc than anyone else in the film, and has about three lines. So, I mean, less than and War. He's, 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 like an
2: he's significant. He doesn't have an arc. Yeah. No, no, yeah,
0: no, McCartney, I changed my words. Why is he he significant? is, yeah. In the film? Yeah.
2: He teaches Tink something about herself.
0: Oh, okay. He's, so, the most of, he's like the biggest plot point in, this, he, in the film.
2: He does it really succinctly, too. Like, she needed to talk to him in act one. Yeah. <laughs> so what stops. Oh, sorry, about that. So then she runs into Vidya and says, Can you please teach me? Because no one else will. And Vidya's got to be a villain because Vidya, is what she does. And she goes, Well, catch the rushing thistles. And this is where, and we've sort totally of glossed over them so far, but there's a mouse called Cheese. I
0: love Cheese.
2: I, it's, it's the, it's the non speaking sidekick, isn't it? And, he
0: is, and he's fluffy and cute and has big ears. I'll tell
2: you what, Cheese has done a hell of a job with his couch to five k. He's done because he's got cardio for days. <laughs> this cat knows yeah. what he's doing, and to her credit, I mean, Tink's doing a pretty good job corralling these rushing thistles. Mm-hmm. If if you know Vidi is doing her job and not working against her. But the thistles run amok because <laughs> the, whistles. The, whistles. the thistles, The thistles
3: ru- th- run amok.
2: Th- run amok and ruin spring. And everything gets toppled over. But day before spring supposed to start, which, of course, is going to start. It's going to cause all the problems. Booms. It's your typical race against time in a Disney film. And then I've got here romantic lead shows up 54 minutes into the film. His name is Terrence. Is he yeah. is this his first show in or is he sort of? they see him earlier i remember you know the- that
0: that is his first showing wow. in the film um he is in the later films um and also was a big influence in the parks so if you met tinkerbell Terence would usually be oh, with I, her i kind of got um, their foregrounding like peter pan wendy kind of me
2: i think this film had a lot of heavy lifting to do and you didn't have time to establish the sort of love story in there yeah. um so tink sees the importance of the characters but not herself well done Terence, because Terence oh. I have a stupid job. And she goes, this place couldn't run without you. And he goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, going, I know. I love it. <laughs> to be fair, though, to Tinkerbell, this is just there is a difference between being the one guy who dishes out fairy dust, theoretically, and, like, a hundred random tinkers. Yeah. Conversely, Although it
0: looks like that's... She's supposed st- to be a very good tinker. Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be really good at a job.
2: Conversely... You know, it seems like that fountain of fairy dust Could pretty much dish itself out
0: Does I it... guess it's to, con- to Stop people like Vidya Taking it all and like using it for bad What, or flying more than it? she can?
2: Everybody can fly
3: Oh, they can't fly without pixie dust No, but it seems That's... like a
2: pretty plentiful resource Like no one's going, oh, I gotta go back and fill up I'm out of pixie dust <laughs>
3: pixie dust gives them such like special abilities then could they not have just use that to help get the island all back together and quick
2: well terms? i think pixie dust just gives the ability to fly i don't think there's anything else it's not like oh. it's not like it is
3: their it's their source of
0: magic so they the fairies have their talents but without their pixie dust they wouldn't be able to do anything other than that was human so just, they wouldn't be able to do their talents.
2: you just know there's some degenerate doing like lines of pixie dust
1: Absolutely
2: It's probably Vidya <laughs> No <laughs> It's like one of the guys We've never met um, And so um, What do I have here uh, Doesn't Tink's plan Oh right So everything's falling apart Spring will be delayed And then Tink shows up With her new plan And she's got The ladybug painter to work And my question is Because she only finds this out Once she realizes That Fairy Mary Never threw away The lost things Mm-hmm and she manages to use like the screw and some other bits to turn make her fairy her ladybug painter work. And shows Queen antihistamine. And they're like, Great, this will work. And she's like, Can you make more of them? She's like, Yeah. And I'm like, No, you can't. You have one screw. Mm-hmm. Like no, you Like, she you does can,
0: then later ask for everyone to go and find no, lost you things. You can find more lost things.
2: But then you see like six of the same machine side by side by side. I'm like, you wouldn't be well, someone lost six of the exact same screw?
0: <laughs> I think actually it was the spring that we was don't the see important any bit of the lady du- We don't
3: her. see <laughs> any
2: duplicates of anything. Also, oh, I found like a surgical glove. I'm like, that's great for a different invention, but we creepy. need more of these.
3: I found it really I, odd that they just pulled up this human glove out of the sand. God.
2: So I want to know at what point Tink decides to give up her career and we don't see her fix anything in Peter Pan. Because they could have really used some of that skill in Peter Pan.
0: No, I was thinking this while I was watching it. It's like Tinkerbell obviously does not care about her job and very often shirks her duties because she's off with Peter Pan for a long time.
2: Um, So Fairy Mary's typical management, she just sits around with her abacus while everybody else does the work.
0: Her abacus is upside down.
2: Yeah, and then I went, never mind, oh, yeah. because here come the fairy overlords. Clap for your overlords, minions, because they don't come and help out. They just go, oh, you've done good work. It's like <laughs> Fairy Mary's like the like the supervisor, your line manager, and like the the fairy overlords who are like the executives.
3: Any, but Fairy Mary doesn't even do any work. That's what either, I was saying. Yeah. She
2: is like the line manager who doesn't do anything, but like, oh, hey, you guys are you guys are catching up, good work, and you're like, wow, it's. it's Took you a lot of work to do that, did it? <laughs> so it's typical executive structure. And then they kind of go, and finally Ting's friends go up to you know antihistamine queen and say, "Can't Ting come with us to the mainland?" I'm like, "Couldn't you have asked this question like 50 minutes ago in this film?"
0: Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't
3: solve her issue, though. She'd still resent being a Tinker. But so. it also, Tinkerbell kind of asked in her own right, didn't she? Because um, she was trying to show off her skills and stuff.
2: But then Tinker's going, no, no, no. I have a place here to show she's made full character growth. Okay, great. She
3: has. Yeah, all
2: right. Um... And well, it's, she has a go. Oh, I missed this part. She has a go at Vidya. I've got Vidya is stupid because mm. she goes, at least I'm trying to help out. This is Tinkerbell. Unlike anything you've ever done. I'm like, You're trying to help out Tinkerbell. You're trying to fix the mess you made. You're not doing this for anybody else but yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're not I mean, altruistic. This is all about getting you um, to the mainland.
3: Technically, she's very helpful. But in the grand scheme of things, if you kind of add it up, she's still on like minus 50. Yeah. Isn't she? <laughs>
2: This is any sort of big win. It's like, yeah, I stole two hundred pounds. Here's a hundred of it back. Great, yes. you still owe me hundred quid. Look how thank you. Thank all, yeah. you for the. Well, at least I paid back hundred quid, but you stole two hundred.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, like, to be fair, in that analogy, Vidya also stole about hundred pounds as well. No, Vidya kind of hasn't like, paid any of it back. It's like Vidya encouraged
2: so. her to steal the money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Vidya stole it herself. And it seems like Vidya must be doing a fair because they're like, oh, she's got a better one than you. And so Vidya is clearly good at her job to some capacity, but is punished yeah. by catching all the rushing thistles. And we kind of go, that'll get rid of her. The mainland doesn't need wind this year. Off she goes.
0: She's well, not the only fast flying
3: fairy. It's, it's, it's okay, implied. There a couple other ones. It's implied. No, we've seen start. No, no, no. We and... saw the other ones right at the beginning because they're all wearing the same outfits. Remember, so you can tell what they do.
2: So then, the, the the deal is that Fairy Mary basically fires her from being a regular tinker. And says, I found the stuff in the music box years ago and couldn't put it together, but you were able to do it. And then Queen Clarion says, You need to deliver this to someone on the mainland. Tinkerbell asks a very clever question. How will I know? And once again, half of the screenplay is just you'll know.
0: You'll know. And
2: apparently the answer to you'll know means just take it to London and just wait for a feeling. Yeah. Which I thought was like it's just terrible, terrible guidance. The worst guidance since Merlin in Sword in the Stone, where he's like, "Figure it out for yourself, boy."
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least he tries to teach.
2: The well, arguably. Stuff, like. um, and then we go. Uh, Terence gives some fairy dust, and and then I'm guessing you know Timon and Pumbaa get some, and then wait, yep, then 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 Timon gets more as they carry the uh, fairy box over. So I get to go to the mainland too. And I found it highly ironic: the mainland is England.
0: I it's the only time. Is it's the only
2: time England will ever be referred to as the mainland.
0: See, here's here's the here's my where my theory comes into play is that Neverland is not far from London. Um, as we've
2: yeah, seen. Maryland it must be like to, Jersey, second
0: star to the right, and straight onto a warning. So their mainland, like their portal, I guess, as it were, through the second star to the right. It's got to be a portal because
2: is, it's got because it's got just, it's got Aboriginal American Indians in it.
3: Just on that i really appreciate in it Neverland, not in yeah. london
2: no no no. Okay. i know but like therefore you think it'd have to be ge- if it's gonna be geographically close then how do you explain that
3: because peter pan
0: was written in a very racist time well yeah okay And he needed someone to put on his island and who do you put on a deserted island
2: well, imagine at that point actually Aboriginal um, literature was actually quite popular, and therefore you do. I'm not, by no means my excuse, it is racist yeah. as the day is long. I remember I saw a pants over when I moved to England, and went, "Oh my god!" But um, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I, the question is, where is Pixie Hollow? Which is you know we can't say Neverland because you can't market that as easily as Pixie Hollow. So all right, well, they do
0: they do reference Neverland though. It is in Neverland. Do they? Pixie okay. Hollow
3: is in Neverland.
2: Is it? Is that said in, in, in the script for this film?
3: Yes.
2: Oh, okay. Fair I enough. I missed that as well. I missed it.
3: But um, just on what George, George was saying about the whole second star to the right and straight until morning thing, I really appreciated earlier on in the film when the Queen arrived and saw the destruction. She went, by the second star. It is referenced yeah. several times throughout the film, yeah. And
0: did you notice what the tune was on the music box? No. The tune on the music box when it eventually plays at the end is uh, "You Can Fly" from Peter Pan. Oh, is it really? It is. And did you pick ba, 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 up on who the little girl was that oh, the music geez. box belongs to? I mean, come on. Yes. yes. Yeah. I thought you'd get that one. If I can jump She's to referred there. to by name, but yes. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. But I was there way ahead of it. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then we get to the mainland, and they start doing that. And Tink just gets to sit. We get to watch her watch everybody else do their magic. And like she shouldn't be there. And like the flowers like bloom by themselves. And I'm going wait. I thought these flowers had to be painted. I thought that was the whole gimmick here.
0: No, I think they're painting them in Pixie Hollow so that they can then just bloom when they're in London. Ugh.
2: And then she, so I said, I thought, what in the Spice Girls is all this? Because clearly, you know, from one constructed girl group to another, this is ridiculous. And yeah. then she, like, grabs the music box, which apparently you can throw some pixie dust on, it'll fly by itself, which makes, you know, Tinker Timon and Tinker Pumbaa completely redundant. And she's, Yeah, like,
0: I did think that. But to be fair, we have seen otherwise things flying just with pixie dust on them, so.
2: And apparently you'll know means, like, the fourth house you check. <laughs> yeah. The one with the light out, that's the one you want. And as she starts going to the windows. I've got written on my notes. If this child, sorry, if she delivers this to Wendy, I call bullsh**. (laughs) I guess when it's you'll know, it meant lift her out in London and then fly around for a bit.
0: It's Mary Poppins, London. There's only 12 hours. Yes, and then (laughs) it says,
2: and the child just happens to have the key that makes the music box work around her neck. What are the odds of (laughs) this? And And this has
3: clearly been gone for a while as well.
0: Yeah, especially as Fairy Mary has said that she's had it for several seasons, which is at least a year. So, what? Why is this child still got this key? Like, what is this music box so important? I guess then, Uh, when you realise it's you can fly, that's quite sweet.
2: And then I'm like, I like that. I I appreciated the design of the bedroom. I did. I'm like, okay, this lines up. Um, But I'm like, it's Wendy. This is (laughs) bullshit. So much bullshit.
0: Have you seen Return to Neverland? I feel like you wouldn't like it. No.
2: So, uh, and then we find out those names. So I got Bradley Raymond, who is the director. I've written Hang Your Head in Shame. I Hope Your Check Cleared. <laughs> and then we have the closing song. I've got Ethan Thoughts on the song. I think it's inoffensive, pop, girl, generic, believe in yourself crap.
1: I forgot about the song, <laughs> but I forgot
0: about I most actually- of this movie. I have the note in here, pulling in Ethan and mentioning the credits music. I think it's a lovely song, and the artwork that went with it was really nice.
2: Oh, really? Because I got a comment about the artwork. This is what I was, I, I've forgotten about it, and now we're back to it. The second piece of artwork is Fairy Mary having a bath. <laughs> and yes, that was a Tinkerbell bit weird. is covering her eyes. Now, I think she's covering her eyes because Fairy Mary is supposed to be that unattractive to look at, not because the fact that she's naked or in the bath.
0: No, I think it's because she's naked.
2: Oh, I think it's fat-shaming. I definitely think it's fat-shaming.
3: No, I think it's because she's naked, because she's in the bath. I didn't like the way that um, Fairy Mary was portrayed. That sounds like an innuendo when you say it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Especially when you're talking about in the bath. Yes. Um, no, I didn't like the way that Fairy Mary was portrayed in the film. I I think, especially after you just had that big reveal of um, Tinkerbell's outfit, and then you go to Fairy Mary and she's wearing trousers. And she's like, the
2: opposite, yeah. It's a yeah. very
3: tasteful outfit, but it's yeah. like, did you need to, like it's not like an inclusion of all shapes and sizes it's like oh we're going to make the boss lady who's not really that nice to her a fat woman, and or we're going to put her in, we're going to put her in a boring like trouser suit type Th- thing
2: that's also a darker shade of green, oh yeah, yeah,
0: see, I actually have in my notes several times how does a fairy get fat? There are two <laughs> fat fairies <laughs> that we see throughout the whole yeah. thing. we don't see them eating at any point we don't see any fairy eat like what? how does a Two fairies, especially that work in the tinker trade, so they should be busy and moving and carrying things the whole time. How well, do they Fairy get Mary fat? Is she?
3: She's just well, counting
0: things. Yes. around. No, I think to be fair, I think Fairy Mary is in charge of the tinkers, so I think she probably has worked her way up. Oh, the she end. is. She's obviously old, <laughs> yeah,
3: but maybe she's only got fat since
2: then. Maybe she's. Maybe th- yeah. Maybe she's th- all her performance targets over the years. But you know, on that note, why does you know Fairy Timon or Tinker Timon have a have have glasses? I mean, he shouldn't. You know. What kind of raw deal did he get?
0: Are they glasses, or are they just like permanent, like binoculars, so he can see what he's doing better? Because Tink will ask for magnification at some point, so maybe he just likes to see things up close. Maybe uh,
2: he needs them. It's it's, it's, it's what well, he needs to be super magnified all the time.
0: Maybe, maybe no. he just likes to see things up close.
2: No, it's so we didn't see him as a viable romantic partner for her. How do we yeah. do it? We oh, ma- absolutely, we make yeah. the one guy fat and we give the other guy glasses. And so I'm them, oh. Like, so I'm 0 for 2 here. But
3: obscene. And make them not <laughs>
1: <scotch.
3: laughs> <laughs> You will never be
0: Tinkerbell's love interest. I'm so sorry. I,
2: I think I can live with that. So I, I, I usually start off at this point by asking whose story is this? But is there another character who matters at all in this film? No. Terence. Terence doesn't matter at all. No, he's the reason
0: that things change. No, but, I think okay, you massively sorry, he overrate Terrence. He doesn't
2: have any development in this film.
1: No, he doesn't.
0: But no I other
2: him character himself, so. has any development also, he, in this film.
1: He appears so it's late like in the film ways, it can't be this. Windows story. important in the in the ph- in the Phantom Menace because he's there.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, no, there's only one character who matters in this film. It's it's their it's, it's the name of the it's film. him. huh?
3: It's the spring.
2: What like the idea of spring as a yeah. season? Oh, flipping
3: it. It's his own character. Um, okay. <laughs> it really isn't like, this, No, it's think about the film.
0: Abstract <laughs> concepts, but no. Okay, <laughs> let's go
2: around the table with the usual stuff. Favorite character. Cheese. Any, any justification or just cheese? Because all the others were crap. Okay.
0: Also, I like cheese.
2: Is is, is that your call, cheese?
0: Um, cheese or Terence? Yeah, probably.
2: Who's, oh, Okay. Cheese. <laughs> cheese for cheese. He's
0: really lovely throughout. Like, there's not much male what, representation all three lines? in the film, and until we get Terence, there's no one who's a normal male like the others that we get are wacky or the losers or have like different things going for him or, or is the king of spring or whatever his name is and then we get terrence he's just a normal nice guy i like a normal nice guy
2: we've talked about uh wreck it ralph and aladdin being very much boys movies there is no question in this film <laughs> <laughs> it's for little girls no. forget <laughs> this thing about the dad yes. no. <laughs> um, ethan favorite character
1: uh cheese because i i honestly can't remember any of them i barely remember tinkerbell i thought it'd be tinkerbell because it's voiced by katara but no i i i remember nothing of this film i watched it on i watched it on tuesday after we did the podcast and i forgot everything about it so i tried to watch it this this afternoon and i still don't remember it yeah fair enough
2: (laughs) um I'm going to go with Ian the bird. I really liked Ian the bird. <laughs> he gave me he gave me my only genuine laugh of the whole film.
3: That is oh, pretty actually. I
0: did have one genuine laugh and it was it was a scripted joke. It was when they uh, Tinkerbell and Iridesa are trying to capture the last light of the day and we get Do you think it's heavy? No, oh, it's yeah. light. And then we get a ridiculous laugh. I got from, a
2: smile. Think
0: form, it just goes, <laughs> yeah. Which is ridiculous,
3: but it got, a, it got a laugh from me. And I'd like to change my answer about my favorite character. I really liked the fireflies.
2: <laughs> okay, fireflies. Oh,
3: and <laughs> Incredible thistles, depth here. I appreciated the thistles, thistles.
2: Yeah, I appreciated uh, the music box, who probably had more development than half the characters. No, they, maybe even they Tinkerbell herself. Um, favorite bit of the film? The fireflies. Fireflies, okay, yeah. Georgia. Um,
0: mm, 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 see if I'm struggling. It's just not a mark mm-hmm. of a good film. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that the music plays, music box plays. You can fly. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, film.
2: if I picked up on that, I might have gone really appreciate the the, the tie yeah. in there. Yeah,
1: Ethan. I'm going to do that really annoying joke and say the credits because it finished. I I can't remember anything of this film that I liked.
3: Not because
2: they were good, but because it marked the end of the film. when I told the film was over.
0: Something you'll probably appreciate about the credits though, um, Ethan, you'll probably appreciate this. On the credit that has um, Marks John Lasseter as I think executive producer or something like that. Oh yeah, he has the little Hawaiian
1: fairy shirt. They have
0: a little fairy, he has a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because John Lasseter is known for wearing Hawaiian shirts in real life, so they put a Hawaiian shirt. On his artwork
2: My favorite bit Of uh, Tinker by Myself uh, Might have It's probably The transformation Of London when they yes, actually do change quickly. it to spring, it, it it was quite visually, it was, it was quite nice. And I, it's, really, and when I have to resort to eliminate <laughs> character, story, and dialogue, and go for, and go for the visuals, it's a really thin film.
0: For you especially, because yeah. you did not pick up on visuals. No, that's not
2: my thing. My little grumble, uh, or or your number one grumble in this case. What would it be? What's what's the one thing? And you can't go all. Of, what's the one thing?
3: But I want to say all of it. It was awful. Um. Uh, oh okay so um one thing i haven't mentioned uh with this this end credit music i thought it was an absolute crime that they didn't get kristen chenoweth to sing it
0: oh absolutely okay. it would have been a lot better if she had as well yeah, i was really looking forward to maybe that just the overall then, like, waste you know, of
2: kristen chenoweth in general yeah
3: yeah she's
2: it's, wasted like, uh, in like there's that's not a musical i mean jeez
3: mm-hmm. georgia um I think
0: my biggest issue with this film and its franchise is the fact that they put Tinkerbell in a position where she's supposed to be a protagonist to young girls because <laughs> she is not that. Also, I just while I remember it, did anyone else get Velma from Chicago vibes from Vidya? Because I totally did. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I got
2: That's Jade I from Victoria's up. vibes. If I rewatch the game with like a Roxy Velma perspective, maybe. It
0: is, it, there is, there yeah, is it,
3: elements of it to it, yeah. The characters aren't developed enough. That, just that's the big dolls, issue, isn't it? So you don't get that same kind of pull to them. Ethan. This
1: is going to be a really strange uh, gripe. But it's right at the beginning, and it's the only thing I remember
2: now. Is is it when the credits started? Oh, no, no, no. no. Because it meant the film was starting when
1: the narration started. (laughs) It's when Tinker Timon's walking uh, Tinkerbell through the village, and I don't know what it is. It's the way he says it. I feel like I'm in an early 2000s tie-in video game. Because he's like, If you look over here, you'll see the workshop, and Fairy Mary (laughs) is over there. And I feel like he's gonna say, "If you press X, you can fly." (laughs) I hate this film so much. It looks like Barbie. It just—it gives me pain. If I saw this, is it? It has the the qualities of a dollar store bargain bucket film that is like fifty cents and is like. When Frozen comes out, they call it chilled.
0: That's
2: a, that's you've a made that joke, joke before, yeah.
0: No, I made that joke and I said Frozen, but calling it the chill dial and yeah. my joke was
2: better. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of my grumble. I mean, there's a whole lot. Uh, where do I want to sort of rest my hat? It's on. <sighs> you can world build in a film or you can retcon in a film. And this film tried to do both.
0: Those who aren't familiar with what retcon means,
2: would you okay. like to define? Yeah, to retcon would be to sort of create a uh, another movie in a series that explains away problems that occurred earlier. So, for instance, Rogue One was a retcon because by putting it there, we found out that one of the main criticisms of Star Wars—there <laughs> we go—check go, check us out later next week—is that the Death Star had such a, an overwhelmingly uh, fatal error in it and so rogue 1's created afterwards to suggest that that was intentional by a design of a rogue mechanic or engineer who was like i'm going to make sure that there's a way that they can destroy this thing if it ever needs to happen that's retcon going back and sort of fixing a plot hole does that make sense yeah. Yep. So the idea being that we're going to world build this idea But we're also going to change kind of By giving a, a, an origin story To Tinkerbell and explain why she is The way she is and why her name is there And it was just too much I felt To do um, and what Suffered was story because what yeah. you Had was a great first act of a Film and because it's Okay what you had was a first act of a film And um, Or a great First act of a film not of a good film And so uh, what they did was they were establishing a universe and characters and things we could come back to. But at no point, I mean, who's the villain? The villain's Vidya? What did she, in the end of the day, what does Vidya do? One thing. One villainous thing. She's
3: just a bit manipulative, isn't she? She just says,
2: go catch the thistles and then knocks it over. That's all she does, though. And And this is a situation where Tinkerbell goes to her. She doesn't even, like, seek out. Like, how villainous can this fairy be? She's just, yeah, yeah she takes advantage of a new kid. Great, but it wasn't that big of a deal. You, you know who the biggest villain was in this Tinkerbell. film? It was Tinkerbell.
3: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: so I guess my issues in retconning here we go retconning, changing the idea of Tinkerbell, who in the Peter Pan universe is more a villain than a hero. But trying to convince us, no, no, she's actually a hero. No, I, I did not like Tinkerbell. And I'm sorry, if you're going to have a film called Tinkerbell, Bell. Make her the main character, I've got to like her. Now, but yeah. then maybe it's a Act 3 you turn her into a villain. Maybe, maybe that's what you do. And if you're going to have her interact with the Peter Pan universe at large, I didn't like the fact that she had a chummy moment with Wendy. Yeah. Because they're going to be enemies and if they've met in these parameters earlier, then why does she act the way she does? I know jealousy's jealousy, but I would have rather the interaction was with Hook or with Peter Pan mm-hmm. or was with somebody anybody else. Heck, yeah. have it be not a music box and have it be Michael who she delivers the teddy yeah. bear to or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying?
0: See, here's here's the thing. I think I appreciate the film more than you guys might do because i have seen the rest of the sequels and like you say this is feels like a first act film the second one probably is your second act you do get a bit more to it you get a bit more story and that kind of thing as it goes on like there are about seven films i don't think the total runtime is much more over like nine hours for seven films which is mental um but it explains it
2: I don't anticipate us reviewing another Tinkerbell series film. No. So with that, do you want to kind of give just a general, maybe not a spoiler thing, We give a general, uh, you know, here's what you're going to get if you watch more of these. Is it worth people's time? If they liked it or didn't mind it, should they keep watching it?
0: I think absolutely if you liked it or if you have a young child that likes it, um, then definitely. Uh, there are several, I, think, I believe there are seven in the series Um, The next one is Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. So that goes through different bits and pieces that she does. Um, I believe in one of them, she actually meets and works with a young James Hook um, who we see throughout the film, but don't is. I mean, unless you're familiar with it, he's just referred to as Captain James the whole time. So you might not realise it's Hook until a lot later on. Um, yeah. We get we get the crocodile come in later on. I believe we get sight of Peter Pan at some point. Okay. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. But no, if you um, if you enjoyed it or at least half liked it, definitely go for the rest of them. They're not a lot of time. No and, and they you've got do time right now what they they do what they set out to do well and when we come to ratings i shall explain
1: myself all right
2: so that feels like a good segue to do that in so Ooh. uh let's go ellie ethan georgia and me so ellie your rating of tinkerbell please yeah.
3: so i feel like if i had a small child then i would enjoy watching the film with them and it's because it has got some kind of story. That's fair. That's fair. And it's, it's a lot better than sort of a lot of the kids' TV shows, like things like In the Night Garden and stuff that I watch and just go like, what the hell is this? Um, like at least it's got a story arc and I can kind of follow it and sort of vaguely appreciate it as an adult, but it didn't do anything for me as an adult on, on my own watching it. Um, so as my rating, I will give it a couple of sprinkles of inactive fairy dust. Is that
2: out of 10? <laughs>
3: It's a couple of sprinkles it's not oh, a, wow, it's okay. not a round number
2: there's not even a metric here it's no. just okay <laughs> a nebulous nebulous review is nebulous
1: non-comparable ethan um okay so i i can't give this like if i give this a low i'm gonna think it's bad i don't this film just doesn't it doesn't have anything for me like for me i just i don't remember it i have ten. No, not even that. I've, Ch- Chenoweth is just lost on me for this. Like she might as well not be in it. Yeah, that's you can fair. Have any any southern person, and it would not really make a difference. It's just very forgettable. Like if I had to give it a number, it'd be like a a three because it's not awful. Like god awful to be a one or a two. It just it exists, and that's like its worst. That's its worst merit is it just does mm-hmm. nothing. It's so inoffensively bland, I guess.
2: Okay, yeah, very... Georgia.
3: And um, so I
0: have two different ratings for this film. Um, <laughs> me, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. This All is right. this is okay. Me personally, watching it, I'd give it like two and a half lost things out of five. Like it's not great. It's watchable. It's a bit boring. You kind of go but again it's not something that's offensive and you would turn it off okay so here's my second rating this film is very clearly made for young children young girls in particular what it does well for this audience simple language there is nothing that is overcomplicated throughout it easy story to follow because there isn't much of one characters you can define easily no no, no, no. characters you can define easily because they wear different colors and have different jobs and are very easy to pick out who is who um characters that again you can go i like the animals so i like that one or i like the color blue so i like the water fairy this is what three-year-olds do okay um so it's not long it's able to keep their attention span so it's only a 70 minute film like young children get lost over an hour like they go i don't know what's going on anymore um and it's got some music it's got some sparkles it's got different bits and pieces in it for a three-year-old watching a film this is like a solid 8 out of 10. And that is what it does well. It does what it is supposed to do as a film. It's not supposed to be reviewed by four adults. Like, You're the one who
2: recommended it.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. But I wanted to do it as like a a different bit of Disney. And it is very much a different franchise there's there's a reason you don't get mergers between disney princesses and disney fairies it's because they're completely different universes like they don't have merit to the same groups of people and i think that's in, i think it's important other than um what is it club mickey or mickey mouse clubhouse mickey mouse clubhouse like there's a- nothing no there's nothing is. for the young 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 children um and i think reaching out This way was very clever on Disney parts. I think Disney's part, if it was done on purpose, if what I've said was not the main goal of Disney at all, and they were actually trying to make a good film, then it is a solid (laughs) film. But if it is supposed to be for early years, and it's supposed to be what I've said, then it's great. It does it well. Um, So that's kind of where my argument would sit. Would I show it to my own three-year-old girl? Yes, I would, because it's a lot better than some of the other crap that they get made for them um so i guess that's quite a high compliment i guess i'd show it to my own small daughter It's it must do its job if i'm saying that so yeah i'm sticking with my two different rating system you're
2: excellent. welcome excellent uh <laughs> all right uh mine will be a bit more concise than yours um which is, which is saying something um I think Ethan hit the nail on the head in a couple of different situations. One of them being that it's a film that I think tomorrow I'm not going to remember a whole lot about this. So I look forward to editing this and reminding myself what the film was about again. Um, and I think that's probably one of the greatest sins that a, that a film can be told to have had is the fact that I'm going, I don't even remember what happened in this thing. Because the plot was literally, there was one insult and that was the whole character's motivation for the entire film. Uh, she was kind of mean to me. Well, I did mean. She told the truth. She told the truth. It was it was kind of elitist, but it was true. And so um, it was that. And the second one would be, um, you've got a world-class talent in um, Kristen Chenoweth, and that was wasted by the powers that be here, uh, whether it was the script, whether it was whatever. I could see them wanting to do this because it was for their kids, respectively, or it was for young girls. And so you had a surprisingly... The amount of talent in that group of friends to then not use them was staggering. Now, do we know if those friends show up in the rest of the sequels?
0: Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, they do more. Yeah,
2: yeah. Chenoweth and two more. Okay, so that's okay. Fair enough. But and then regarding the fact that it's a kids' thing, well, you know, everything we've watched is a kids' film on some level. On some level,
0: no, not as much. It doesn't skew
2: as young as this, and I'll give you that. But in the same breath, I'm going. You know, it, it doesn't forgive. Everything And we talked a lot about Is is Tinkerbell The right person To put front and center In something like this And I don't think she is So no.
0: And that was my biggest issue With this film And the, with the franchise She's not the right character to do, yeah, to do it with
2: And the fact that you do this Means you tie in With the, with a the franchise We're already familiar with And that becomes dangerous yeah. In and of itself Because we all bring in Our um, Our established Feelings towards These characters Into this And when that's Played with Then things can get Difficult yeah, uh, and so I am going to give it three wasted Broadway stars out of ten. Excellent, <laughs> because uh, that's where I, that's 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 where I sat. So, um, and it wasn't you know the sad thing is it wasn't a bad film. It was just a forgettable film. Nothing happens. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not offensive. I'm not going. Oh, that is so cr-. very basic. Okay, this is just. Okay, I get it, but I don't know. I I don't know. I don't understand why any of the other it just on a character level, it just fails in every way. But it had some pretty aesthetics. There we go.
3: I'd really like to compare the timestamps of yours and George's reviews just there, considering yours was supposed to be the
2: concise version. No, I'm sure mine was. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive mine was concise. We will Maybe we'll touch based on that a little bit going <laughs> forward. Uh, so as a very special thing, we're actually getting the two groups of the two podcasts together in a couple of days and reviewing a film that is timely on both fronts. So for best film ever... We're sort of in a simulcast here with Talking the Mickey, and it's going to be a very special May the 4th be with us, Star Wars, A New Hope. Uh, I'm going to call it Star Wars, but maybe I'll put A New Hope in brackets, but that'll be that, uh, because it was first marketed as Star Wars, and we will be doing that, so it will be myself, Ellie, Georgia, Ethan, and Liam, so we're going to have worlds colliding here, and we're looking forward to that. So that'll be the next thing we release on both channels. But then after that, we're back to our regularly scheduled program. And Ethan, you have the choice. So we're going to go ahead and lay that down here because we won't mention it in any sort of great detail on the Best Film Ever podcast. So can you tell us what we're doing two films from now? Okay. I think I know what it is.
1: What we're doing two films after is totally so, so different from Tinkerbell. Uh... For so many different reasons, other than its quality, its themes, its (laughs) music, Uh,
3: it's (laughs) also it's 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 it's, actually a musical this time. Then,
1: yeah, it's it's a musical. It's I don't know. It was off Broadway. It's not very well known. Well, I say not very well known. It's not given that much love in parks or just in general. Uh, I I think as much. It's given a bit of. It's given a. Bit of love in in Paris. Uh, I think it's probably one of the best. Has one of the best villain songs and one of the best villains. It's the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh,
2: yes! <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: Apparently I didn't know what it was.
2: I, I I thought it was three different films throughout his speech and didn't, didn't get any of it. I
3: had no idea, oh, but wow. I'm really I excited thought, about this. I thought
0: you were going newsies. I did. I thought newsies I time. thought newsies
2: was coming off yeah. too. Um
1: I was I was tempted, but that was a bit too soon. I'm,
2: the... I know. But what is it about you and your like mid to late nineties kind of like or, or that, that sort of time I frame?
1: A, I have a specific niche. I went through every single nineties film I could I went, not that one, you not see,
2: that one. I'm, I've watched it once and I, I don't really remember it making too much of an impact. So I look forward to watching it again. I do know it's one of those ones that like a very small percentage seem to like it. But those who like it are like defiantly like come at me, bro. Fight me. It is one of the greatest films ever.
1: For context, I like this film a lot. Uh, there's a Facebook group I'm in which is solely about memes directed for this film. And it is just... Different moments of the film. You, are, you have
2: very niche interests. <laughs> yeah,
1: I. Am. Oh, trust me, I am aware. Nineties uh, <laughs> Disney films and Disney chat, like early two thousands Disney channels movies. Uh, when we get to those, oh boy, you you have some fun there.
0: <laughs> All right. So, I've not actually seen *Hunchback of Notre Dame*, so I'm looking forward okay. to this. Oh,
2: exciting! It's yeah, I'm very. I think it's going to be another one with. Uh, different opinions maybe around the table mm. which which is it always might fine be
0: another one yeah, I where i break it. out might be another one where i break out my lockdown juice to get through the podcast <laughs> but i'm juice. looking forward to it all
1: right much like treasure planet i'm expecting there's one character you are going to either hate or love i'm expecting hate but
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i don't i don't know which one you mean that's
2: Alright, well let's leave that for the next time. So there might be a character we might love, we might hate, who knows? But why don't you watch along? Hey, throw us some, some love, throw us some questions, throw us a question on the socials. Georgia, what would those socials be?
0: At talking the Mickey on Instagram and at talk the Mickey on Twitter.
2: Excellent. So-
0: Hashtag Georgia is always
3: right.
2: So please join us next time for Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, for please
3: ta- pronounce <laughs> it right when we do it next week.
2: Notre Dame, and for talking
3: Notre Dame, Notre Dame.
2: <laughs> and for talking to Mickey, I've been Ian.
3: I've been Ellie. I've been Georgia,
1: and I've been
2: Ian. And I hope that if we ask you the question, "Did we find our talent today?" the answer is, you'll know. We'll see you next time. <laughs>